would you like to tell us a, a little bit about this show? Oh yeah. So um, I think I'm supposed to always be in in the light. Or. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So so welcome. Thank you everyone for showing up. This is uh, actually super awesome for of, of a turnout for uh, for this show. Like, um, but yeah. So I've been working on. Um, Dusty Funk for for quite a while now. Like uh, it's always been um, this sort of, uh, I guess you could say, I don't want to say intellectual project, but like um, a lot of my work is typically commercial. So I I'm a like a professional comic book artist and storyteller. So most of my output is always like sort of the commercial aspect of creating stories and 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 publishing and um, kind of that rigmarole, right? Um, and uh, so Dusty Funk was sort of the, the opposite of that. It's like, um, just like pure playfulness. Um, but, you know, also the idea of like, uh, kind of like trying to work out, uh, you know, sort of my, my own problems with, uh, with art, uh, with, with race, with identity, with like, uh, like uh, sexuality, with like all of these things, you know. Um, so that place was a sort of a, a refuge, you know, like it was a, a really one, wonderful place to play. Uh, and I think a lot of artists and creators, um, even if you're not a visual creator, like um, anytime you can have the chance to kind of go into that fugue state of uh, creativity, um, sort of dusty funk in the funk you know, it's like, uh, that's what it's like. That's what uh, what this is, you know, so um, it's, it's, it's pure playfulness. Um, and uh, so that's kind of where where I started with that, um, and you know, since then I've always uh, built shows with with this in mind about continuing this idea this, of serialization of uh, you know uh, working within like a world building setting um, to where you can just uh, play around with like all these little pieces of yourself, and uh, I think it's like it's a really fun project to to continue to to, to always work with. Um, yeah, my first ones were more installation based. Um, this is the first time where um, sort of the space itself um, was not integrated because I usually draw directly on the walls or paint directly on the walls and, and things are more situational. They're more about um, what that space is and how that connects to the people that I'm building that, that installation work for. But uh, um, because of the nature of uh, the way I wanted to sort of blend this with um, with Sort of my comic and commercial work um, uh, with this show, uh, the uh, the Quixotic or Quixotic, depending on how you want to say it, um, Quirocule um, Quasar is like uh, more demonstrative of um, sort of these storytelling aspects I always wanted to work with, and um, something I've always wanted to work with is like uh, like surreal. Uh, surrealism, you know, um, and I sort of consider myself a, an Afro-surrealist, and I like building story, stories in this sort of metaphorical space, you know, in this space where it's um, sort of, yeah, I guess what the, the term like like liminal space, like um, sort of in this place where you can kind of blend uh, a lot of metaphor with uh, sort of like uh, uh, pedantic style uh, storytelling, things that are um, that are very like sort of straightforward, but um, have a lot of multiple entendres uh, like built around them, right? Um, so um, I mean, you can kind of see that in the work. It's a it's like Lynchian in some expe uh, expect, like um, our aspect, in the sense that um, 
you're looking at a collection of um, each grouping, and you can sort of uh, kind of like it tells a, a little mini story it's, itself. Um, but if you look at all the the pieces together, they also tell a larger sort of a metaphorical story, more surreal um, experience. If you um, think of each movement like sequentially, which is what I was trying to go for, like um, this idea of sequ sequential illustration, but as also um, sort of a surreal and metaphorical space. So um, that's a sort of the, the intro into to, um, what this is. Um, Format-wise, like um, I wanted to play around with big pieces of paper. That, that's about as <laughs> that's about as far as I took it. Um, like uh, I've always liked comics, you know, sort of in the traditional uh, six by ten, you know, six by nine size or digest size, even smaller as, as book matter. But um, no one ever really says, you know, what are the limits of how you can create. Um, the traditional piece, um, and then try to translate that into uh, smaller handheld pieces. So um, I wanted to play around with like these sort of giant style uh, paintings. Um, most of them are watercolor and uh, a little bit of acrylic, but mostly watercolor is kind of like what I like to play with because it's um, uh, it's more for forgiving. <laughs> and I need a lot of forgiveness in life right now. <laughs> like, uh, if, you, if you know about my journey, um, so like uh, dealing with a medium that uh, that always forgives you because when whenever once it ever dries, you're like you're like oh better. <laughs> so uh, um, it's a really good um, type of medium to work with, and um, I always like to whether I'm working with. Um, this show specifically, or any of the other, the Dusty Funk, Funkiverse, you know, like, um, I want to do something just a little different, uh, not for it being, uh, just doing something uniquely, you know, um, but um, I like to sort of push the, that liminal space, the, the, like the limits of what a certain type of medium or way you can tell a story, how that can be done. like. What are the limits of storytelling, and how well can you like connect with that? Like, can it just be sort of this sort of uh, um, process between you as like the creator, you know, and um, filling the gaps, like the audience filling in some of those gaps for how you create that story, you know? Um, I don't know if anybody's ever played like D and D. Any uh, like super nerds out there? Like, or even better, there was a, a kid today uh, up at a uh, Homer High who. We talked for like 25 minutes about LARPing. Um, so we were, I was just like, yo, you've ever played with foam swords in the park? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> um, so like, uh, yeah. So with this, like, I, I like the idea that you can, um, you can create a story cooperatively with your audience and with the pieces themselves, because it forces them to start asking questions about um, well, why is this here? What is happening? Like, what is, um, what do I feel about how this is, uh, this imagery is like confronting me? Is it like, um, you know, is it like, is it comfy? Is it like, uh, is it uncomfortable? Is it, is it weird? Is it grotesque? Is it like, um, you know, like, am I finding like beauty in something that is confronting me? You know, like, um, so I kind of like creating those questions and 
I think some, uh, some people, you know, their goal in creativity is to answer some questions uh, with their visual experience, but like uh, trying to ask questions, I think is also part of that process, you know, like why? Um, so um, yeah, like uh, I sort of mix um, like sort of poetic pieces with sort of direct um, storytelling, you know, like um, little bits. Uh, and then there's like these sort of more psychedelic um, uh, experiences as you sort of walk through uh, the, the painting. So like um, you're also supposed to be, as you walk through and look through the, the pieces, you know, uh, you are being transported along with however you choose to like um, experience um, each each painting. Like where do you, where does the story stop? wherever you start or like I guess you know like where does the story stop so like you can almost start anywhere and you'll still get an experience you know of uh of this weird wild ride um each pace kinds of connects to the next um no matter where you go though you know and you know if you've uh had some psychedelic experiences that's kind of usually how it goes you know like <laughs> there's there's a point when um you're like, oh, I'm going, man, and uh, and then you go for that ride, <laughs> and uh, you know, at the end of it, like uh, you're usually like, whoa, that was some something profound happened, like, um, and it's worth uh, in indulging in what that is, you know, for yourself, like, what were you confronted by, you know, and if that doesn't work for you, you can also just be like, whoa, pretty color colors, you know, and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, that works for me. Um, uh, and so, yeah, I guess, like, take time to, to check it out. And, um, you know, I just, like, um, I don't know, I just love storytelling so much. And I love doing these, like, sort of surreal experiences um, and always trying something really new with um, what I'm doing. And comics are not new. And doing things with watercolor and doing things like this are not necessarily new, but they're like new enough and new to me to where um, I feel like uh, challenged as a, as a creator uh, and to, to what, I, what I did. And, um, you know, I'm a huge procrastinator and I got all of this done in like a month. And <laughs> like my, uh, <laughs> you know, the, your little ADHD, like serotonin bump comes out when you have a show and you're just like, I've been doing all this other stuff this whole other time. And you're like, oh no, <laughs> it's, uh, it's February. <laughs> the shortest one, the shortest month possible <laughs> to get this done. And, uh, but you know, um, yeah, I wanted to do something wild and uh, that, little, that little dopamine like blast was worth it. Um, so, uh, yeah, check it out. And um, I try to keep things like, I hope, does anybody know uh, what kayfabe is? Kayfab, like with uh, professional wrestling. <laughs> so like uh, pro wrestlers, um, you know, it's it's theatrical, you know, so if you, uh, but you know, like it's, it's sweaty dudes, which is like kind of cool. There's like a little bit of everybody, but um, like, uh, you know, it's it's bombastic and it's big and it's like it's outrageous. Uh, it's like a if you're you like higher level, um, you know, uh, 
like more highbrow art, you know, uh, thinking of Wagner, but you know, like in spandex, right? Um, and uh, so, but it's this, this idea of like, you are in on the experience. You're in on the, both the joke and that it's fake and that it's um, somewhat salacious and somewhat like, uh, you know, maybe a little not kid friendly, but also very kid friendly at the same time. Um, but it's like, you're, you're in on it, so you're also in on the storytelling aspects of it, you know, and you don't go and tell everybody like, uh, you know, this is, this is fake. It's like, yeah, we know it's fake, but you're taking away the fun of, of like, what it is. So like, just go along with the ride and like sort of accept that this is like a, um, you know, a fun, funky space. Um, and uh, you just like, take the wild ride and have a good time. So, yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, I guess we can ask if you have questions to, you want me to answer or? Yes. I I really want to go on this ride. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, you can start over here. Yeah, where the okay. where like the title screen is, if you will. Okay. So um, that's yeah. This yeah. So you can go through there okay. and then just sort of okay. see see what okay. happens. Yeah. Great. And yes. and then that super. super bright one is like the last one, I suppose. Uh, oh, so wait a second. I guess they're all super bright. Just, yeah. Like, <laughs> where it like says one. Dusty Funk and oh, okay. that one. And so. then this is the where I'll end up. Yes. Okay. You'll end up at the beginning. Yeah. Got it. I yeah, it's like I a. I thought he meant start there. So, okay, great. David, when did you first create Dusty Funk? Like. Oh yeah, this would have been like uh, 2014 or um, 13, I think. Actually, no, sorry, started before that. It started when I was living in, uh, I was living in Toronto for um, a few years um, and teaching there. And um, so yeah, the first like Dusty Funk experience happened um and it was all like sort of spoken word poetry then i did a bunch of shows and had like these sort of like um i don't know like there was like a projection of like a slide basically of like a bunch of these like little spaces while i did spoken word in front of it in a, a dark poetry basement in toronto it was like uh pretty cool um but then beyond that i was like oh no this could be visual like um and uh like really visual like just a visual piece so um uh, i just also wanted a, a reason to like let galleries let me draw on gallery walls so um so yeah like the first show that was like mostly visual work and not based around like spoken word and poetry and stuff like that it was uh yeah 2014 and uh it was in a little town called salisbury uh maryland like on the eastern shore like Basically this, Homer, but like on the East Coast. Um, so very, very different, like completely different. <laughs> like no, no mountains, super flat, like very hot. And uh, um, yeah, so that's where the first Dusty Funk happened. Um, yeah, and it was, um, it was kind of a cool experience because the, you know, the gallery director was just like, we have a, an extra space open if you want to just like throw some stuff up. And I was like, I have an idea. And then... Uh, yeah, there. That's where it came. David, do you have a particular page that just 
favorites and why? Um, yeah. I know it's hard to pick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, I kind of like this page quite a bit. Um, I don't. It's a uh, page six, um, and uh, I like this this little illustration of the old raven and like how it um, you know, it's it's sort of meant to stand out as like this is the you know everything's sort of bright and um, and colorful, um, but you know it's one tone and like then this sort of dramatic uh, you know bottle like much more expressive and delineated than everything else. I kind of like uh, that. And then sort of this like flow from this more like, uh, it's not really square, but you know, sort of wavy lines to like even wavier lines, this sort of transition of like, um, you know, like the expressionism about like, like portals and all that kind of stuff, like passing through portals and what that does to you and how that might change you from each space. like sliding doors and all that kind of stuff. I kind of see that in this this place, or this piece, or this page, I guess. <laughs> Did you listen to any specific artists while you made all these panels? Oh, yeah. I mean, I listened to, I mean, it used to be like, like what I would call like, you know, high art or, you know, things that like a lot of uh, sort of psychedelic, um, you know, like, punk and jazz and experimental jazz and that kind of stuff like um but i think for this one it was mostly like uh this uh sort of like lo-fi rapper named freddie dread and uh um a lot of like rust belt rap which is like um you know they're just like living in the hood doing hood things you know um and uh and then a lot of like weirdly like swedish metal like this uh there's this Swedish band called um, uh, Viljaharta, <laughs> and uh, like uh, there was a there was an artist, um, Bareth. Or, yeah. Yeah, she was here, and I was like talking to her about it, and she was like, "Oh no, it's Viljaharta," and she she's like, "I was like, oh, you know them?" And she's like, "Yeah, everybody knows them." And I was like, "Oh, okay, cool. Sweden's pretty red, but uh, you know, it's like super heavy, and like um, it's just a it's a lot of a lot of noise, and then like sort of." this sort of scary melody that sort of sort of plays in the back backdrop of that. So that kind of like was being sort of influential with how I was like building some of these spaces, you know, but I am like very much connected to like what I listen to and what comes out while I'm creating, you know. You talk about cooperative storytelling, you know, maybe that's like audience and, and your drawings here too, but mm -hmm. is there like, did you make some of these stories with people in the creation of the character or the, the scenes? Oh, yeah. Like, a lot of the language is, like, uh, um, you know, it it fits a lot of spaces that I've been, and it's all mashed together. Like, and it's, um, it's supposed to be, like, this, um, like, a collage of, like, um, different accents and, uh, you know, it's supposed to, be, like, things are sort of taken into context because the, the, the idea of this is this is uh, the year 3030, like Deltron, if you've ever heard of, heard of that, and like um, what it means to be a thousand years in the future, you know, and how things get kind of taken out of context or used in different ways than they were when they first were invented, you know, like, like saying something is cool, you know, like has 
different things and different meanings and contexts throughout time, you know, um, and like sort of different different emphasis on that. So, um, yeah, the language is like, you know, it, it's a mixture of like jive punk, like southern slang and um, you know Appalachian slang and all these. It's like a, a combination of these um, different accents. Um, so that's kind of like part of it. It, it. it itself is like a collage. Like all of it's sort of a, a, a collage in that way. I'm assuming that you had a script or you kind of had like a storyline that you wanted to follow. Um, but did you storyboard or just kind of like, like, oh, on this page, we're just going to do this? Oh, yeah, yeah. I did it like, like jazz or like a loop artist or something like that. So um, the next page builds to the next one, builds to the next one as I, I sort of go like that way. I wasn't like, um, I didn't have a particular direction of where I wanted it, the story to follow or whatever. It was more of just like a, you know, it was it was like jazz, right? So you have you have rules that you have to follow, like the the basic rules of structure of design and color, and um, those things are kind of embedded on you. You know, like especially if you've gone to the academy or whatever, like that. You know, like you have that sort of instilled in the in the way that you're able to tell a story or um, you know build something. You know, um, so that formal stuff is there, but um, because you have that formal. Um, scaffold in a way like you're able to just like kind of improvise and so the story and everything is sort of improvised as i as i go along like this would be cool this would be this cool or this is fun or um i want this object to to play out i want it to have like sort of like a more melodic feel or a more like staccato feel or a more like uh you know jumpy bumpy fluid you know type of um visual uh experience yeah that makes sense. Cool. Yes. This one? <laughs> this one. Oh, um, yeah. Like so, it it's like a you know birth, growth, life, death. Like you know, like simple ideas like that. But you know, it's like I like it's the ultimate sequence to follow. I think, in, in a way. Um, where you start with as like a fetus or an infant or you're just sort of thrown thrust into this new space where you have to learn um, who you are and you're this like this blank slate in a way um, and uh, you know along the line uh, you know you might either be uh, blind or you don't have any sense of vision but like uh, you know there might be something along the way that gives you um, a better sense of of purpose and identity and like you know the so the helmet in a way is like a is this protective thing but it also allows like dusty to to see, like see the universe you know but uh you know as you see that can like pull you into you know whether it's like terribleness or whether it's like like a whatever karmic nirvana or something like that um you still have like your eyes are, are more open to, to what the universe can can hold. Yeah, so that's kind of this, that's how that story works. Yeah. So where this kind of ends at page 20, do you see this as like a complete chapter and like it will continue on or do you, how do you view this body of work? Like. Yeah, yeah, that's like the goal is I've been, you know, I've been looking for funding to be able to print something like this. Um, but 
you know, as I search, I'm going to keep building sort of little sort of recreational things like this um, that are that will start as chapters, right? And um, or they are this would be a, a chapter, and then um, I'll do another set and consider that a, ch a chapter. Um, and uh, by the end of it, it'll have this like hopefully this this very like surreal psychedelic sort of painted experience uh, through through the story. Yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah. I feel like you should kind of like extra like supplementals of like if you want to have this different experience, start with these substances. Right. One hundred percent. There's a there's a cocktail formula to for proper viewing uh, experience. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, like 5D viewing. Mm -hmm. 100%. Well, thank you so much. Dave. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>